And welcome back to another episode of Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. I am your host, Matt. And I'm Anthony. And with us today is special guest... Ed. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello! It's, it's impossible for us to not sound like idiots when we introduce <laughs> ourselves. I just I always sound like a fucking idiot. If you get to the idiot. point where you're on a podcast and you don't sound like an idiot, you've won. I think, you know, so we're trying to win. We're almost there. We're close. I'm just going to stop introducing ourselves and let people guess who's who. <laughs> it's a good, it's actually a good, it's <laughs> eh, probably a good way to do it. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so we're excited to be back with you guys, as we always are. Um, there has been, you know, as, as the world kind of gets back to a little bit of normalcy as it relates to Hollywood, at least. And projects are starting to kick back up, and casting and news is coming out. Um, lots of news has been happening in our favorite worlds of movies and comic books, and when the two cross over. Um, so let's talk about. I think the our favorite topic is obviously always DC and what's happening with DC. And the Snyder Cut. So I mean, let's just face it. We love to talk about Batman. We want Batman to be a great movie. And we want to talk about everything that is Batman and the DCEU. So listen, I'm just going to say this. Here's the, here's the beginning of it, right? The Snyder Cut is officially being released. We've seen the first trailer for the Snyder Cut, right? And for, for what? When did it come out? 2017? So for three years, yeah, all we've been hearing years. about is the original vision, the original vision. Well, apparently, <laughs> Zack Snyder's original vision includes reshoots. A lot of reshoots. Lots and lots of reshoots. <laughs> a blind man can have a vision. And when it comes to comic books, Zack oh Snyder is blind. Yeah. And again, <laughs> and again, listen, we've always said here, as much as we shit on the DCEU, we've acknowledged the parts of the DCEU that are good. And we've always said that, you know, we want the Snyder Cut to be a good movie. We're just not expecting it to be. And the reason I call out the reshoots is because we have endlessly made fun of Zack Snyder's neckbeard fan base that actually got the Snyder Cut to be released eventually. And all you would ever hear from these guys is the original vision and his vision is so important and we got to go by his original vision. Yeah, okay, well, again... His original vision, this is no longer his original vision. He's adding reshoots to it. This is no longer his original vision. Now, again, I'm hoping that he's got the benefit of hindsight and he can say, hey, you know what? Maybe some of the things I was originally going to do were fucking stupid and now I'm going to use these reshoots to make the movie even better, which I'm totally on board for. But all I request is that the neckbeard fans shut the fuck up about the original vision. <laughs> so I share your potential optimism that the new version of Justice League might be better than the previous one. It can't be any worse. But, ooh, you never know. At the end of the day, though, I feel like we're just being held hostage. We really are. <laughs> where the DC Universe and DC Comics, they will not have a good adaptation until we move on from Zack Snyder. Right. And we Zack never Snyder has, Zack Snyder has become, like, he's like a cult. Like he's like I'm watching this I'm watching this Nexium thing right now, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Vow on HBO sure. and it's really good. I think we've all seen you know shit about cults and like whatever. But seriously, you could so the guy the guy that was the head of Nexium, the brainchild of the whole cult behind the the thing in the Vow is this guy Keith Raniere, right? Which I know Anthony, you are very familiar with who he is. Yep. Not because you're in the cult, but just because you love conspiracy theories. But <laughs> I swear to God, you could yeah. swap Keith Raniere 
for Zack Snyder, and nobody would know the fucking difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to 100% agree with you because I, I think that the whole point of a new Zack Snyder movie is all based around the, the cult of the following, right? Yeah. Like, the only reason is because people bullied, uh, almost, like, like, literally bullied Warner Brothers into doing this movie and into changing the universe into more of what the comic book fans... Now, I think that there's some interesting points here, and I think that there's some interesting directions that we're going to go because of that, but at the end of the day, look, you you... The Neckbeards have won. Yeah. The Neckbeards, the fanboys have won. The Neckbeards have won. This is the first time in, I think, history that the Neckbeards have won a battle. And and they won. And we're going to get a new version of Justice League that, quite frankly... I'm I'm not excited. Excited would be too much of a word. I, I'm interested to yeah. see. I'm I'm very interested to see, and only because I already pay for HBO Max, and I'm going to get it for free. Like I wouldn't pay extra. I would not pay extra. And it's not because of this that I bought HBO Max. But at the end of the day, because I have HBO Max. And because this is going to be coming to HBO Max, I'm going to watch it, and I'm I'm very interested in that. I still think that that's too much money to pay for this Justice League. It's going to be terrible. I feel like we have to watch it because of our affinity and our long-held connection to the DC Universe. It's not <coughs> going to be good. And yeah, if it's it not, is no. good, it'll no only way. be no way. better in a way that he got to learn from his own mistakes and correct his movie. He got to take the test twice, and that's not a reason to like and so let and, let, and so let's analyze and, what's going to be better or not. Because and what is being reshot right now? Well, we don't now know. We, know. we just know it's reshoots. Well, we and know. we know that Henry Cavill is not a part of that. And we know that Cyborg is. had come out, and yep. he had this huge claim saying that he wasn't a big enough part. Obviously, the whole, like, the, the number one thing that we have always hated and made fun of is the booyah I know, like, line. Oh and, like, I hated that line. It was so forced and it was so terrible. And but that is one so of crazy. Cyborg's lines, though. Like, and it's a comic-accurate thing. That's but that's fair. But it's, that's also a perfect example of what we always talk about. Not everything from the comics directly translates to the screen. And you that does not have it. You right. shouldn't have it. Once right. you change the medium... It should be a separate story. Right. You should change the story. You should change the dialogue. Totally and agree. So, here's my question: the, Does the movie begin with Batman's parents dying again? Probably. Because I, I forget. <laughs> why We've only Batman seen them die a hundred times, and I need to see that again to really understand. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm going to be upset if Batman's parents aren't killed. <laughs> like, like, let's just hammer it home. Why? Why are Batman's parents dead? Like, let's just see it. And they should do it three times in three separate universes. Yeah, and with one time being Bruce dying. Right. How funny would that be, though? Well, so here's my... Yeah. So, well, that's that's the Flashpoint. You know, that's, that's the Flashpoint I mean. part, yeah. So if it's we were going to get into yeah. Flashpoint, like, how funny would that be is if they did it twice or once with Bruce's parents dying, but then also did it with Bruce dying instead of Bruce's parents dying. So here's what I think is the funny thing, though. Like, you know, we, we all sat here and waited with bated breath for the first trailer of the Snyder Cut. And we got it. And listen, I was underwhelmed. It looks pretty much the same. 
And I've made this point several times when we talk about the overuse of CGI and how CGI has made character design and, and you know, monster design lazy. There's, and I've seen people sit there and tell me that the Steppenwolf design from the Snyder Cut looks better than the one from the Whedon Cut. Now, first of all, first of all, comparing those two things is like comparing a pile of shit and a larger pile of shit because they both look awful. But my biggest issue with the Snyder Cut design of Steppenwolf is not that it's better or worse is that it looks exactly like every other CGI-created monster ever. It has the same design. Like you could throw that in a Michael Bay Transformers movie, and I wouldn't know that it was a fucking Steppenwolf. It would be a Transformer. You could have thrown that in that god-awful Battleship movie with those stupid, weird metal aliens, and it would look identical. There is zero creativity there. Also, this is DC Comics' ultimate movie, potentially, right? It and, should be, and, yeah. And Steppenwolf? Is the villain? Well, the, now apparently Darkseid is also no, the Dark villain. Side, like, Darkseid's <laughs> gonna have a cameo in the first five minutes. Did you hear what they said about the picture that got released? Because some people were questioning why Darkseid looked the way that he did, where he was like shirtless or whatever. Yeah. You, you hear what Zack Snyder's answer was? What? That's a young Darkseid. Yeah. A baby. That's baby Darkseid. Oh. Baby Darkseid. Chibi, chibi Darkseid. Chibi Darkseid. That's Side. why he looks the way that he does. He's got an answer for everything. He's like a fucking drug addict. He has an answer for everything. (laughs) Like, the Marvel movies have given us so many iconic villains. Even though Marvel has a a tiny villain problem. Right. We still have seen Thanos. We've seen Loki. More has worked than not. Like, why is it that in the DC movies, we cannot get a proper DC villain? Well, it's because they try and copy too much of what Disney has done, and they try and create these world-ending villains in each movie. And I will say that it's not like Disney has done it as well with Thor, like the second Thor movie, right? Uh, Thor the Dark World. Right. That was terrible. By far the worst. And, And with... Uh, even with Winter Soldier, I didn't like like even though whoa they, whoa 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 Winter whoa, Soldier was a whoa, great movie up until whoa. they did the world ending part. Wonder Woman was great up until they did the world ending part. Right? Okay, time out, time so, out, time out, so time out. No, I gotta call you on this. There's no world ending part in the Winter Soldier. Yeah, well, they have these giant ships that are about to shoot everything on the planet, or. Excuse me. They're about to shoot everything that's important to America. Right. Like they're, but it never they're gets. Kill. To, but so okay. So no, the it difference. Get there. So the yeah, difference between. Right. So I see your point. It's a threat. But, it's a threat. But the, but the but also two the 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 three helicarriers are not sentient beings. That's just a tool being used by a very complex villain in Robert Redford's character. Well, and I agree with that. Right now, and if it was. Did, now, I will say that Winter Soldier did it the best out of everyone where they were able to have the right amount of world ending without world ending and making right. it seem... The threat was there. The tension the threat, was there. Right. The tension was there. The threat was there, but it didn't actually show it. Versus, you right. know, Ares all of yeah. a sudden, you know, coming like if out. It, like if Winter like, Soldier was like made by Wonder DC. Woman was the best DC movie so far, right? And and the ending just ruined it. No, Shazam was not better. It was not, not better, better than Wonder Woman. No. Are you kidding me? No, no. Well, Shazam. Was and Shazam is number two. Shazam. Is Shazam number was two. the original idea. Wonder Woman was Captain, Captain America. America. 
in World War One. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all the way down to the yeah. plane scene, like all the way down to everything. Yeah, and and the unorthodox, yeah. multi-ethnic cast of of helpers she had. Of help- <laughs> oh, you call them helpers? Well, I, I, mean, I don't know how to describe them. Like they're, they're like really- they're also rands. Yeah, no, it's a bunch yeah, of also I like rands. that though. I like yeah. you know. I think it was good. I think that the also yeah, rands no, the, are important. The supporting characters in Wonder Woman were actually just fine because they gave. They gave them, like, just the right amount of depth. Like, they were... I actually enjoyed the supporting cast of Wonder Woman, for sure. Yeah. So, where do we go from here, I think, is the question, right? So, we have the Justice League movie that's coming out next year. Well, four-part miniseries. No. I forgot to, <laughs> forgot to clarify now, now, that. Let's, let's yeah, four about, hours let's, of shit. Let's talk about something, though. So, with a Quentin Tarantino movie that I absolutely love, hatefully, I think it is better... When it was split up into three or four one-hour episodes. It right. was split up into four one-hour episodes. You can watch it on Netflix, and it was great, and it's great, right? And I prefer that viewing experience over the viewing experience of trying to watch something for four hours straight and to have this one run-on, you know, series that they're trying to do. Totally agree. So if they're going to do a Justice League that's going to be three and a half or four hours, they need to be able to split it up. Which is what they're going for. I mean, that's what's going to happen. But here's my... So the only thing, the only issue that I have with that is, again, it just comes back to these, like, annoying fans and the perspective of this and that, you know, Justice League was never intended to be a four-part miniseries. It was intended to be a movie. And I don't care what you say. It speaks to the ability of the writers and the directors to not be able to tell a complete story that gives you everything you need in a at least two and a half hour, you know, mark. Because that's, that's where our comic book movies nowadays around the two, two and a half hour mark. Yeah. And, that's, and that's fine to tell the story. But if you need four hours to efficiently tell your story that was supposed to be a movie... You're not doing something correctly. Like, you you don't know what you're trying to do, and yeah. it's a clear indication yeah, that you're trying to do too much yeah. at once. And again, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be good. That's just more of a criticism of Zack Snyder and his inability to fucking do anything. In Zack Snyder's defense, he's never read a comic book. <laughs> so he doesn't understand how these characters interact. He's looked at the pictures, though. He, he has loves, looked at the pictures. He, picture. loves, he loves the pictures. He, he loves, loves the pictures. You know, pictures. When his parents put him to bed at night, like he points and he's really excited. But the words, <laughs> the words confuse him, and that's why he's just sticking his hands in his mouth like a toddler, yeah. slapping the pages like a fucking. And he doesn't baby. understand that Batman doesn't like guns. That <laughs> Superman likes people. Oh, but we are gonna make him love guns. <laughs> so All the guns, but. But then it doesn't matter because once you do a Flashpoint Redux, then it doesn't matter. Then, I know. Then like, you can all of a sudden get back to Earth Zero. Right. As we all are hoping for, for the, you know, quote unquote, like the Superman, the Wonder Woman, the ones that we know and love. I'm just going to remind our listeners that for two years now, we have been saying that DC is going to do a soft reboot. Of the entire, and I'm sorry, not animated, a live action movie universe by way of Flashpoint. And so far, that still appears to be the case. It's going to be the case. And they should, because let's break down the Justice League very simply. (laughs) Like I said earlier, Batman is a tactician who doesn't use guns. 
and doesn't want to put other people in danger. Sometimes. He does. Uh, that's the, just your interpretation of it, bro. Exact, uh, sometimes he does. He does the exact opposite in Justice League. Uh, the original the, Batman actually used guns. The entire version of Superman that we have seen in the Snyderverse is not only detached from humanity, but seems to hate humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aquaman throws... Trash in the ocean. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman. Oh my god, he does. I didn't even think about that. He throws the empty Jack Daniels bottle in the fuck. Wonder what an asshole. Wonder Woman doesn't seem to want to be Wonder Woman, even though in the comics, like she is like definitively like like she she wants to be a, an icon. Wonder Woman is by far the most confused character in this universe because yeah. when you first meet her in Batman vs. Superman, she's given up on humanity, blah, blah, blah. And then it's painfully obvious, even at the end of the first Wonder Woman, when you see her flying away in that traditional superhero scene that she hasn't, and then even furthered by the fact that she apparently has this wacky adventure in 1984 where she yeah. still, she's like, oh, no, I gave up on humanity, then I came back, then I gave up again, and now I'm back. Like, yeah. and, then, and then I'm back. And then she's also like a drug addict. Right. And it's, and put it's, that humanity right in my arm, baby. Without a reboot, it doesn't make sense. The yeah, whole it makes story, no sense. Nothing makes sense. So I'm really curious to see the way that Wonder Woman is going to go, and and the way that it's going to affect the entire universe. But now we've got a new Batman that looks dope. That looks awesome, almost yeah. as much as the Joker looked awesome. Yep. That doesn't connect to the universe. That they're then going to try and connect to the universe, like on the back end, which I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with. But couldn't we have done this years ago? <laughs> we have done we, this like, we're and we have. It. We're trying. We're getting there. DC is almost there, and Flashpoint with all. So now we're hearing that. Michael Keaton, that Christian Bale. So that's the new news is Christian Bale. So we're going to have essentially a Flashpoint that's not really based around Flash, well, so, but more based around Batman. So what they're doing is, so like, like this is literally, and again, this is something that we've been saying forever, is that DC, the, the movie arm of DC and Warner Brothers, needs to just fucking take the dildos out of their ears and start paying attention to what the CW is doing because the CW is doing it perfectly. And yeah. very obviously, somebody yeah. with a yeah. brain has made that happen because yeah. just as the and CW... And Marvel is listening yeah. as well. And like, so like just as the CW took every actor from every live-action product ever and put it into Crisis on Infinite Earths, DC and Warner Brothers is now like, oh, oh okay, oh, maybe that wasn't such a bad idea. Maybe we should do this too. And like you said, Ben Affleck is back now and Christian Bale is in talks, most likely confirmed to come back in Flashpoint also. Well, that's unfair because the people who make the Arrowverse read DC Comics <laughs> and like the characters <laughs> and have seen the other movies. And they you're, stick close you, to the source material. You, you are penalizing the people, <laughs> mostly Zack Snyder, for not reading the comics <laughs> and for not liking the other movies. And I feel like that's unfair. I think, you know, we should, it should be an even playing field. Like, just because these people did the reading doesn't mean that they should do better on the test. Seriously, I, I just don't understand how people... Again, I, I, it's one thing to sit there and say that Zack Snyder's movies are visually entertaining and, and you know, well, despite the fact that it's all gray tones and, like, whatever, if that's your thing, fine. But the guy cannot tell a fucking story. 
He just simply can't. Like, you can't objectively look at these movies and be like, oh, yeah, this makes perfect sense in terms of the characters. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we've, we've had a lot of announcements over the last couple of weeks that have really altered the way that the DC universe is going to be created. Now, we've been talking about this for so long. And we've been talking about how they need to soft reboot, how they need to do this. And now we finally are getting that. So I guess my question to you, Matt, is are you excited about this soft reboot? Are, are you looking forward to it, knowing what it's going to be, knowing the way that they've done other things, knowing the way that they have done the movies that have moved forward and, and what they're going to redo with Justice League? Are you excited to see the future of the DCEU. Yes, because like I've said before, my my fa- some of my favorite stories in any medium are always time travel, apocalyptic future type stories, which, you know, from a comic book perspective, at least that's what Flashpoint is. So even if they take a little bit of that and put it into whenever we get this fucking Flash movie, I think it's, it's going to be it's going to be great. I don't and think it will ever happen. I, why, that's, I, I also I also think that. But if it does happen, I think that there is, like I said before, I think that there is enough good in this dumpster fire of a DCEU to take and just take the good and get rid of all the shit. And I think that there's a way to do it, and I I think it could be good if it's done correctly, but it has to be done correctly. They're at a very delicate, you know, they're on thin ice, let's say. Like, they're on very thin ice. (laughs) But let's be honest. None of the good that you're referring to comes from anything DC has done in the past 10 years. No. All of your good is... Oh, you mean like source material-wise? No, what I mean is when you say there's a lot of good in the Flashpoint movie, right? Yeah. What you mean is it's really good that the guy who played Batman 30 years ago is coming back. Yeah, it's potential. it's really good that the guy who played Batman 10 years ago is coming back. Well, yeah, because like we've said before... it's really good that... Brandon Ralph might have a cameo. Yeah, it's like, like we said none before. Of the these Flash things are have anything to do with the current Flash. Right. He's not even the best Barry Allen we have right now. No, he's the he's, he's probably awful, third or fourth best Barry Allen that we have currently. Like everything we're talking about is we think that the current storyline will be made better by nostalgia, and like that's like a low bar. No, I totally agree, and and the fact that again we've made this point before too. The Flash movie, Flashpoint, whatever you want to call it, is now on its fifth writer-director combination, I believe. I've kind of lost count because this movie... Because remember, Flash was originally supposed to be released in, like, 2017. (laughs) So we're, like, already three years behind the fucking... We're way behind... (laughs) You can't even blame this on COVID. Like, you know, this is just... (laughs) You can't blame it on anything else other than just sort of, like, people not knowing, like... How do we take this universe? You yeah. you were basically like you had these group of people that were like, oh, let's do exactly what Disney is doing. And then realize like, oh, no, we can't do that. And and now they have this opportunity to really take it in a different direction. And we need to wait and see if they're going to. Now, I believe that they could do, given the fact that I have seen Crisis on Infinite Earths, and seeing the way that they've done a multi a multiverse storyline, that they could do it. the the fact that the fact that I'm now we're now starting to see things like Jamie Fox is going to come back as Shocker in Spider Man with Tom Holland. Like we're seeing Electra. 
Or excuse me, yeah, Electro. I was I was gonna Electro. let him go. Yeah, no, a sorry, Electro. Bit. Thank you for correcting. He's me. on a he's on a roll. Yeah. No, 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 but to see that Marvel is now doing that, it means that I think that they're wary of what DC is about to do. Yeah, I think Marvel is quicker on the uptake, and they're seeing what DC is about to do, and what and they're taking those notes and they're saying, okay, this is really good. We can run with this as well. Versus where I, I think the DC is yet to be proven. However, I'm excited to see if DC can get proven with both the Snyder Cut of Justice League, with the reshoots and yep. everything else, with having a more complete story, and then having Wonder Woman yep. and Flash. I mean, you've got all three of those movies that should be coming out next year that should take us in a different direction than where we are right now and should completely change the universe. And I'm very interested and excited to see where that is and where what happens with that and you know to be honest it is it's tough to say how marvel is thinking about this and i don't want to like you know suck marvel's dick here or anything but with you know because they obviously have a better handle on what they're doing from the story perspective right and the fact that they have announced that kang has been cast for a future movie, and then you hear about a week later the news about Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro, it almost makes me think that Marvel has known for a very long time that they wanted to go down a more multiverse route because Kang, I mean, you you know, that's how you do it. Like, Kang is the, you know, the lord of time, as he calls himself. But as we know from reading the comic books, it's much more about multiverse than it is time itself. So Marvel, in my mind, they very well may have already had this thought out, like, four years ago, thinking about Phase 4 and Phase 5 and who the next big bad was going to be. Because you can easily take a villain like Kang and spread him out over another 10 years of movies. Yeah, and I Easily. Think, I think that the smart move on Marvel's part is to not only bring back Kang, but to make him so big of a villain that yeah. you then have to bring back Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin, right. excuse me, as, uh, as Thanos. And right. you have to have Thanos back, and you have to have Thanos fight against, uh, you know, Kang in order yeah, to Yeah, Thanos fight, versus uh, Kang would be amazing. Yeah in order to fight the, the time travel, yeah. to bring in the enemy who was the mortal enemy and then make him an ally, that is a comic book, like, staple. Like, like it has been in comic books forever, bringing back the former villain to be an ally, like, both anime and as well as comic books. Like, that's just, like, what has been a staple. And Josh Brolin was so good as Thanos that you don't want... Infinity War. You don't want Endgame mm -hmm. to be the last times that you see him. Mm -hmm. You want him to come back as Thanos. You want him to be there and to be the character. You want this to connect back to the first series, right? You don't want this to just be a series that is a continuation and really doesn't have anything to do with where it came from. Right. You want to you want to be able to balance where it came from and to where you want it to go. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be a lot harder for Marvel right now to be able to do that because they lost their momentum than versus DC, who had already lost their momentum for years, yeah. had lost their momentum 
And now they're able to gain a lot of momentum based off of things that they had already put out there. DC never had momentum. <laughs> well, by momentum, you mean that this is the first year since 2009 where we haven't seen a Marvel movie. Yeah. Which yeah. is a loss of yeah. momentum. But let's just look at a huge right loss now, of momentum. all things being equal, Marvel has several movies ready to go. Right. Yes, they are holding back. But Black Widow, 100% ready to go. It seems like Eternals is ready to go. Yep. Right? What are the DC movies ready to go? There's Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, that's it. Yeah. Well, Marvel, Wonder Woman, and then you're going to have Batman next year. It's almost but Batman, But Batman is still shooting. So, so but Batman's not part of the DCEU, right, definitively. Like, Marvel's cinematic universe next year will continue full speed ahead, right? They're going to have the Eternals. They're going to have Black Widow. And what, what am I playing on the, on the third one that's going to be... Um, well, obviously, you have all their TV uh, Doctor shows. Strange. Doctor You have all uh, their TV Strange shows, right? The TV shows. I mean, yeah. all of those TV shows. WandaVision. Have you seen the trailer for WandaVision? It looks great. It looks WandaVision awesome. It looks very Falcon and Winter Soldier. They have they have now cast Ms. Marvel. Which cast, awesome. They have cast She-Hulk. Like, the thing about Marvel is that they're going to trounce DC. Yeah, 100%. Because they are because it's also all these characters are similar, right? Like Captain Marvel is similar to like Power Girl and Supergirl. Like all these like like the Guardians are a version of the Legion. Like right. the thing is, if Marvel keeps on beating DC to getting these very similar characters out there, they get to set the terms of the argument. And totally. then like even if there's a great Legion of Superheroes movie, or even if there's a great Supergirl movie, it will undoubtedly be compared to the Marvel counterpart. That's why that that's why Marvel is way ahead and they'll continue to be ahead. And did you did you yeah. see that they're looking at Keanu Reeves for Moon Knight? Yeah, I've heard I've heard that they they've considered Keanu Reeves. I just for want Keanu Reeves in anything. In anything, yeah, like anything you put him in. But I think he'd be great as Moon Knight, to be I honest with you. Like great Moon Knight. Yeah. I think he would do really well. But I don't really think that Moon Knight you know, is that essential to a storyline? I think he's an also written. Well, it would be a so it would be a uh, a TV series which would you know may or may not tie in directly to the the broader cinematic universe. But I think Moon Knight gets. I think Moon Knight is yeah, underrated, I mean, unfair, yeah, unfairly shit upon. He's fair. He's underrated, but he's not going to move the needle. No. Also, the entire Marvel cinematic universe is built upon. Also ran characters. Yeah, that's also very 20 true. Twenty years ago, if you looked at yeah, the right. best-selling comics, yeah, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America weren't in the top ten, right? The top They're barely 10, in the top twenty. The top yeah. ten were Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, the X-Men. X-Men yeah. X-Men. So Marvel yeah. had no um, had no connection. They didn't own the rights anymore right. to any of their top characters. And the poor-selling comics was one of the reasons it was so yeah. easy for them to get the exactly. rights back because the yeah. movie studios didn't think that those characters were going to be profitable. Yeah, and they're they, like, who wants to see who wants to see a movie about Captain America? Yeah, yeah. right. Like, yeah. <laughs> turns right. out, yeah, it turns out yeah. <laughs> they were able to take their second-tier characters and turn them into the most successful cinematic universe in history. Yep. And now the problem is that we think, oh, well, these third-tier characters aren't going to do it. No, they're going to turn these third-tier characters into first-tier characters, and DC is still going to be struggling to turn household names into successful movies, and that is unbelievable. Dude, that's what I said about when Guardians of the Galaxy, when Guardians of the Galaxy was first announced, right? At the time, they were arguably C-list characters. 
because the the Guardians of the Galaxy, as we know them both in the comic books and the movies today, they were a brand new team at the time in the comic books. The original yes. Guardians of the Galaxy were a much more like you know high concept, heady sci-fi group of time traveling characters like from the future. Very much more like you said, at akin to the Justice Society. And this new version of the Guardians of the Galaxy is exactly that. It's new only within the last 10 years. And when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, I remember, like, we were talking about it, and people were like, oh, this movie's going to suck. Like, who the yeah. fuck are the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy? It's yeah. not on the right team, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, I think Marvel can take this. I mean, you know, they got, it's a fucking Dave talking Batista? raccoon with giant who is, guns. Like, who is this Dave Batista? <laughs> yeah. going to play Drax. Right. There's the guy who's supposed to kill Thanos. And it was one of the most successful movies yeah. in the MCU at that time. Yeah. And still one of the most highly rated, both by fans and critics. And for me, I mean, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and you need to watch them back to back. Like, yes. Watch them back to back. If you're doing a marathon of all the Marvel movies, watch. Guardians of the Galaxy. Because that's how they happen. Yeah, exactly. And and it's so good. And the way that they connect the two movies and the way that they're brilliantly written and the comedy in between them, there's no way that DC could ever match up. But <laughs> DC is in a position where it needs to do less that will equal more. Exactly. And they're in a very good position where they can do a lot less and equal a lot more right. than what Marvel has done based off of what Marvel has done and, right. and, and the track that Marvel has already laid. Which is like we've always talked about. This is where DC got screwed up in the very beginning because, you know, it's hard to remember these days now. But there was a time when we would only get one, maybe two Marvel movies a year. It wasn't always four Marvel movies guaranteed a every year. year. If that. And then DC that, was just like, yeah. And then DC just... One exactly. year we were excited. And then DC yeah. just here barreling along with, you know, Batman versus Superman. Like, Batman versus Superman is where it all went wrong. Like, that's where it all went wrong. Because even Man of Steel, as much as I don't like it, it's it, still it not an awful movie. Qualities. It had its redeeming qualities. So did Batman versus Superman, but we'll just leave it at that. No. Yeah, no. Yes. No. Yes, yes it did. No. It had a lot of redeeming no. qualities. No. On the Bugs Bunny meme right now. No. What? <laughs> I think Batman versus Superman had a lot of redeeming qualities, but it's it's only redeeming. But it's only redeeming if they don't. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Well, the <laughs> point is, is that they're gonna get rid of everything that was done, so it doesn't matter I know, it doesn't anyway. Matter. I know. All it did was to introduce characters. I hope Ben Affleck comes back for a cameo in Flashpoint and just immediately dies. Well, I want I him mean, to get ripped think, in half think, by I, fucking. I don't the reverse think that Flash. you're far off. I don't think that you're far off. Yeah. I think that both. I think that Christian Bale's character may be the same thing. Yep. I think that Ben Affleck's character may be the same thing. It, it all depends on like where they're going to go and how they're going to create a Batman character to be in. Because in my opinion, from a movie perspective, Batman is the money character. Yeah, of course. Like you have to have Batman in there because he's the human amongst the soups. You know what? You know be great. he's the human that's there. Who's smart enough, like Iron Man, to keep it together versus the soups. So it's Batman is going to be the main guy, and it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that. All right, Billy Butcher. Yeah, but that's the problem with the DC Universe, that they're too tied into Batman. Like, no. <laughs> no. Really? It's terrible. Like, we don't have a proper universe. Yeah, just throw Batman at it. Nailed all it. the time. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. You know what I would yeah, love to 100%. see? You know what I would love to see in light of this Christian Bale news? I would love to see 
a Joseph Gordon-Levitt cameo as Nightwing or whatever the fuck they he meant to be at the, the end of Dark Knight Returns. should have gotten in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, oh. man. How like, great was that have been? That, come on, that was the stupidest line in, in Batman. So the line, yeah, the line. Dark Knight oh, Rises. So where cringy. He comes in, oh, oh, my real name is Robin. Robin. No, my real name is uh, Robin. Uh, uh, I almost vomited <laughs> when that line happened. But how funny is it that the worst line yes. of the Dark Knight Rises is better than any line in Batman versus Superman. It's so true. true. It's so true. Wow, that's really true. (laughs) It's so true. Oh, my God. Yeah, that last scene in Dark Knight Rises where he's in there and the the floor starts to rise, you know, and he's coming up. You're just like, oh, yeah. That's better than anything Snyder has ever seen, let alone done. I know. And he goes, oh, my name is Robin. Yeah. Ugh. That's that's almost as bad as Ray Skywalker. I I think that we a lot of good things that are on, on the horizon and as we move away from comic books going to something like Star Wars and sci-fi Mandalorian I think is going to be a great sequel I can't fucking you know wait. I think it's I think they have really laid the groundwork to make a great sequel and I'm actually hoping that they can retcon the the sequel trilogy where we get to a point in Mandalorian where we can get to either a time travel or something where we can then retcon out the sequel trilogy because they, I just, they were not good. Well, fucking, uh, what's his name? John Boyega is now making a big stink know, about it to too, be, so well, maybe he's, like... He's making a big stink and he's also trying to be Red Hood. I know, like, you know, which I, mm, I wouldn't, I'm not opposed to necessarily, but I'm also not in favor of. Like, I think that he could do a good job, but he would he be my first choice? Probably not. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a good Jason Todd, right? I mean, we're talking Jason Todd's an inner city guy who literally stole the tires off the Batmobile. <laughs> like, he has to have a little bit of swagger, which I think... Uh, in the retconned version, what, what, man, what, he was what, a gymnast in the original... What, yes, but I'm <laughs> all about the retcons. It's a very, because, very racist no, statement. Um, I, I think he's going to be great. I, I think he would be really good. Because <laughs> I feel like he has the swagger need... Cause, the thing about Jason Todd and the reason why he failed as Robin is it's because he's cocky yeah. and Boyega can yeah. play cockiness. And I, I would love to see that. I was yeah. more or less just making fun yeah, of Yeah, I think Boyega could play cockiness as well. I was more just making fun of the fact that he's complaining about, you know, one of his allegations is that he never knew that he wasn't supposed to be the main character in, you know, oh, just because you were in the fucking poster of the lightsaber. You didn't read the script, big guy? Like... Well, Sorry. Well, to be I honest, he, had to, come on. he didn't have the other. He scripts. probably didn't have the whole script. Also, yeah. Ray, Ray. <laughs> also, I think we all have to agree they did his character a disservice. Well, uh, totally, uh, they absolutely terrible did. disservice. Yeah. He was the most undertreated, underutilized, great character that they could have made. I know. An amazing character, and they just... They really screwed him, the big time. The whole sequel trilogy is just terrible. Yeah, well, they screwed so everybody best except for Ray and Kylo. Star Wars movie ever. What was the best Star Wars movie, man? The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, Last Jedi, yeah. You're, yeah. you're second, second best for I, me, but I yes. I award you no points. <laughs> <laughs> and may God have mercy on you. <laughs> Guys, yeah. Anthony just doesn't no, get it. No, yeah, oh yeah, I'm not smart enough to get it. <laughs> Sorry, for all you listeners out there, we're not smart enough to get it. <laughs> but that's okay, because we are the 1%, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's such yeah. a ridiculous thing to think that... I mean, again, I, you know, we, I mean, we, we, we're coming full circle right now, right? Because 
We just talked about how we're so annoyed that the neckbeards have won with the Snyder Cut. But at the same time, I feel like we are the neckbeards that are like, make oh, a new 100%. sequel trilogy because the first one was so goddamn bad. The first one was so bad. We don't want to accept what we got. So, like, yeah. and it's like, beards unite. Dude, and it's and, just like, it's know? so like, so like, you know, you're coming in at the level here, right? And you have Force Awakens, right? And Force Awakens makes you feel really good. It's an enjoyable movie, but when you really break it down, it's a terrible movie. Yeah, but that's really okay. Bad. And then Last Jedi comes out, and you're like, okay, like this is what Star Wars can be. Like this is the potential. And then Rise of Skywalker is just garbage. I can't whistle. Just the whole thing was garbage. Yeah. There we go. There's Whatever. You know what I'm trying to do. I'll add a sound effect in later. Well, you can whistle as well as J.J. Abrams can finish us. <laughs> he direct. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He he is a better director than I will yeah. ever be. He's he is not a closer. Storyteller. I have appreciated everything he's done. But I want somebody else to close the door after him. He cannot but, finish and, the story. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, finding out though that he changed the story while it yep. was being filmed, where he changed yep. the fact that Ray was supposed to be a child of Obi Wan Kenobi, right? Which would have been so much a, better. A child of Emperor Palpatine or a grandchild. <laughs> which makes even less it's even uh, it's so the worse. whole thing is so bad and they could have done so much more with it but Obi-Wan is only slightly better like this is like some sort of election where you're picking like the worst <laughs> <laughs> you're picking the best out of three terrible people yeah. no, I mean, your parents were no one full stop yeah, that yeah. would have been great. That would have been Full great. Full stop. That great. was a sentence said in the movie. Right. <laughs> so the fact that we great. now have to then, like, they retconned, even if it was Obi-Wan, even if her dad was Jar Jar Binks, like, it was a retcon. Her parents were no one. Which is, and, and, and that just goes, again, and plays into, like, this fanboy culture that we always fucking talk about. Where it's like, you know, they're only satisfied if they think it's what they want it to be. Not to mention that making Ray the child of literally anybody, not only does it not make sense, it's just bad from a storytelling perspective. And it inexorably ties you to this fucking Skywalker lineage bullshit or Palpatine, like whatever, like that you have to be somebody who's special to be, it's fucking like nepotism, and yeah. it's so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's this bullshit like cannon fodder of shared universes. <laughs> Everything has to be a reference yeah. to something else rather than a new story. Which is why I, I constantly, constantly, constantly argue with people about the fucking kid that grabs the broom in The Last Jedi. And well, how does he know? Yeah, we never talk about yeah. it. How, do we, how does he know how to use the Force? Because Bologna, that's how the Force works! Baloney will give him a DB... I'm uh, sorry... Filoni will give him a Disney Plus series in like 10 years. Dude, yeah, give me that kid. He'll retcon that kid into existence. It'll be great. Give me that kid. It'll be amazing. It'll be uh, the most amazing. But (laughs) here we are. We have what we have, and we've got what we've got. And we're going to see where the DC universe is going to go, where the Star Wars universe is going to go with Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian is the best thing that Star Wars has produced since the original Easily. trilogy. Easily. Right? With with iconic music, too. Yep. Like, the the music of The Mandalorian is so iconic. And I'm hoping that eventually one day it becomes as iconic. But same thing. I mean, you've got Jon Favreau, who directed The Mandalorian. And then you've got Jon Favreau, who set up literally the entire Marvel Universe with <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> like... 
So like maybe it's less about the entire universe and more about the person who's telling the story. Maybe John Favreau actually knows what he's doing. Yeah, maybe he does. Dude, so the (laughs) other exciting thing um, I wanna I wanna just touch on because you know we talked a lot about how Suicide Squad looks just Awesome, like the I'm sorry, the Suicide Squad yeah, looks. The, the Suicide yeah, Squad. it looks awesome, and we have you know just James Gunn doesn't need to prove himself to me. I have faith in what he's no, doing. You know, yeah. even though even though there does you know we it's yet to be determined how from the story perspective this movie will tie into the first movie because obviously there's a lot of characters returning, but there's a lot of new characters. So it was just announced last week. That uh, John Cena's character, Peacemaker, Peacemaker in the movie, right? is getting his own spinoff series. And just based solely on two things. A, the fact that John Cena has proven himself to be a very good, both comedic and action actor. And B, the fact that his costume is ridiculously comic accurate. So makes awesome. me it's so... It's like I'm, ex- yeah. I'm, I'm expecting a full-on, like... Dark, like a boys style comedy, yeah. like just and brutal, vicious, but funny. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I think that is exactly where John Cena would be. I yeah, think that's where he would fit in perfectly. I think, I think that if you're able to adapt that, and it's just another testament to yep. how right the DCEU is going, like, it, like. Are we going to see John Cena's character die in Suicide Squad? Well, I was just gonna—I was just gonna say. So the, the series no. is reported to be a prequel. So I'm right. pretty sure he's gonna be a goner in the movie. Well, because I, they've got know, like would, 16 main characters. You know, like 70 percent of them are gone. It would make me feel better if he was. If they decide to change it because of how good he was right. in the movie, right? And like they're like, oh well, he's so good that we don't want to kill him off. I would hate that. Well, so that's I why I think they great and them to kill him off at the same time. So that's why I think they're announcing this show. I think that somewhere along the way, some executive saw him in the movie and was like, "We can make this into a t- into a TV series." But because he's most likely going to die in the movie, they're getting ahead of it now by saying this is going to be a prequel series. And you know, you could set the prequel series to be four seasons if you want to if it's that successful you know yeah. all we just set it back further in time leading up to the point where he dies in Suicide Squad Either, I think they're getting ahead of themselves but in no, a good way but no one really dies in a comic book series the old statement yeah, used to be except for ben, Uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy Uncle Ben Gwen Stacy and Batman's parents but right. even Gwen but, Stacy came yeah, back but literally eh, over, it was a clone but literally no, Uncle Ben has come back no but literally over the past 10 years <laughs> over the past 10 years we've had Thomas Wayne as Batman yep, yep. we've had Gwen Stacy be Spider-Woman in a major movie yeah. and we had a clone of Ben come back in the clone saga there is no character in comics who can't die so you know what Peacemaker He's going to live as long as he is commercially viable. Exactly. They'll find a, they'll find a way to bring him back. And and, and, and and you know what though? The great thing yeah. about a character like Peacemaker, and like as ridiculous as it appears they're making the Suicide Squad, you know, in when you watch the more serious comic book movies, like I want it to like make sense in a in, like at least in the universe rules that they've sure. set up. Sure. But for a movie that appears to be as ridiculous as Suicide Squad is, and as ridiculous as Peacemaker looks. I would be totally fine if they gave us some weirdo ass back where it's like, oh yeah, when he died though, his consciousness actually got transferred to this Twix bar and it survived for the next 10 years and then through magic, 
he's now back in it. Like, I would be totally fine with a stupid, asinine, backward plot of how you revive Peacemaker because the movie looks ridiculous in a good way and his character looks ridiculous and I can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be good. I think, I think taking the idea of a small-run character and building it out to be a larger character because you're not going to have the same... You're not going to have the same knowledge about the character the same way that you do with Superman and with Batman and yep. like the same, you know, biases that people have with the character that they've been told about, right? You could take a very simple character, very similar to the way that they did Calculator in Infinite Crisis where or uh, Identity Crisis rather, right? Where they change Calculator who was literally a character who ran around with a, a calculator <laughs> on his chest to being a now calculated villain. Right. Right? And he's actually, you know, very, very, like, deadly. Yeah. Right? Where they can take that character. And, like, that's that's what it seems that they're doing with a character like Peacemaker. So it's an interesting way that they seem that they're taking it. But I don't know. Like, will they be able to do it? Only time will tell. And only until we see what we get out of... Suicide Squad, which is not going to come out until 2022. And then the three movies that are coming out next year, which is Justice League, Wonder Woman, and then Flash. And then it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I can't um, wait for all of it. I'm very excited about it. Um, so, all right, listen, guys, you know the drill. We've had a lot of fun today. So let us know what you think. That's right. Come argue with us yeah. on our Instagram. Tell us about how much we're wrong. We about obviously Zack don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> how Zack Snyder is a brilliant filmmaker and deserves to be respected. And how <laughs> dare you? Yeah, <laughs> just fucking suck my dick. Okay. And where should both the Marvel universe, the DC universe, and then <laughs> other universes go from here? Where oh, should we God. go? Tell us all. And don't forget, make sure you check out our new podcast. Cannon Fodder Podcast or The Cannon Fodder Podcast on Instagram, websites, uh, email us, I, I guess, if you want to, SoundCloud, uh, Google, yeah, Spotify, I Apple. I always check the email. Yeah. And then Ready, Set, Review, of course, on all of your favorite platforms. Also, Ready, Set, Review on Instagram. You guys know the drill. Uh, come follow us. Come check us out. Always make sure you listen and come check us out next time. So, I am Matt. I am Anthony. And I'm a special guest star, Ed. He's a special Ed. He's a special Ed. Stay tuned, true viewers. (laughs) 